I'm Ashland, the host of Mind Flowers. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new, welcome back, boo. Mind Flowers is a combination of my professional certifications, creative interests, and personal musings inspired by my spiritual journey. This podcast exists because I'm on a mission to assist the shift, awakening others as I awaken myself. Thank you so much for sharing some of your energy with me today. From my heart chakra to yours, here are some mind flowers. Hey boo, welcome or welcome back to the vibe. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to two of my divine femmes, Deja Monet and Melz, owner of Universal Crystals. I will put her shop link down below in the show notes if you want to check her out. But I am so appreciative to both of you for sending over a love offering. Deja, I wanted to send you a thank you note on Cash App, but they only let you send those little emojis. So I wanted to make sure I definitely took some time out to thank you directly. And Mel, Thank you so much, babe. I know we chatted on Twitter, but I just wanted to reiterate my appreciation. Both of y'all made my day. It was so beautiful to read your messages. And yeah, I'm just so, so thankful. Okay, so with all that being said, let's get into it. Today, we are continuing this theme of rolling with the punches. And I wanted to talk about acceptance. The last few episodes, I've talked about faith and hope, and I feel like when we restore our faith and renew our hope, we naturally evolve to this level of acceptance. It's a level of being that allows us to rediscover the beauty of life. For today's episode, I wanted to discuss three ways to move up the ladder of acceptance. We're going to take a deep dive into what that is exactly and also discover ways to use this ladder so we can find a sense of peace. And the reason why I think this is so important is because what we resist persists. Where attention goes, energy flows. So if we're hung up on a situation we don't want, guess what? We're prolonging our suffering. We're just going to stay in that situation for longer than necessary. The ladder of acceptance is a concept that I first heard of from Stefan Nowotniak. He is an occupational therapist who founded Compass Recovery Coaching, and he explains all five rungs. The first rung of the ladder is the curse phase. So when we're in this stage, we see ourselves as a victim to our circumstances. The mindset during this stage is, why me? Or why is this happening? And Those who find themselves at this phase are, honestly, they're giving their power away. They see themselves as a limited being who has limited options. Now, the next rung up is the this is difficult phase. And at this stage, a person is negatively judging their situation and telling themselves disempowering stories about their experience. So they're not necessarily viewing themselves as a victim, but they are still giving their power away because they've decided that the situation they're in is uncomfortable. Now, side note here, circumstances are just data. Don't make the mistake of identifying with a temporary situation. Whatever situation you find yourself in is designed to give you clarity on what you do want. And when we judge our experiences as difficult, we're just giving more energy to what we don't want. Okay, so taking the next step up the ladder, we arrive at the 
it is what it is phase. And at this stage, we're no longer judging our life as difficult. We're no longer seeing ourselves as the victim. Instead, we've just decided to check on out. (laughs) We've decided to withdraw ourselves into a state of apathy. Now, while this is better than victim mode or judgment mode, it's still a dangerous place to be in because when we're apathetic, we have no enthusiasm for life. So we're still giving our power away. The next step up is the teacher phase. And this is the stage where we start to take our power back. The mindset here is what have I learned? And this is an important level because we can begin to use our experiences to serve others. By stepping into the teacher role, we can begin to help others who have gone through similar things and empower them to rise above. How truly valuable, right? And finally, the last rung on the acceptance ladder is the gift phase. What can I do now that I couldn't do before? That's the whole vibe. Now, when we get to this level, that my friends, is what I call healing in action. And I actually have a whole episode about healing in action, what that means. And if you're interested in learning more about it, I will link that down in the show notes as well. Now, if you find yourself in a situation that is hard to accept, I invite you to reflect. What rung are you currently on? And how can you go one rung up? And here's the thing. You only need to focus on going one step up at a time. As you climb up the ladder, the next one will make itself available to you effortlessly. Abraham Hicks describes this as reaching for the better feeling thought. I was reading a book written by Esther and Jerry Hicks called The Basics of the Law of Attraction. I know about the Law of Attraction, but, you know, I just wanted to refresh my memory, you know, retake the course. (laughs) And the book talked about creating the bridge. It's impossible to go from complete despair, which is victim mode, to absolute serenity, which is gift mode, in the snap of your fingers. But it is possible to move from despair to grief, grief to neutrality, neutrality to acceptance. Acceptance is in the same family as allowing, so you can like consider them cousins. <laughs> when we allow something, we are yielding to what is. We're moving past the shoulds, oh, this shouldn't happen, that shouldn't happen, and we're alchemizing our resistance. Where we put our focus on is the direction that we travel in. So if we want to move up the ladder of acceptance, let's get into these three ways that we can build a bridge. And the first one is find a use for the discomfort. In other words, search for ways that you can take advantage of the situation. That is how we reach the last rung of the acceptance ladder, the gift phase. When we find a use for our discomfort, we find the answer to the question, what can I do now that I couldn't before? This is really all about redefining your relationship with discomfort. Discomfort is really an invitation to follow your inner truth. Following your inner truth strengthens your personal power. To be honest, underneath all that discomfort, there is fear. And I want to remind you that fear is fuel. It's a collection of energy that can be directed according to your will. The purpose of discomfort is to awaken the heart, not trigger the mind. It's not about overcoming pain. It's about recognizing and being willing to learn from it. 
The practice of allowing discomfort is the practice of integration. And integration occurs when we allow our behaviors, emotions, and experiences to come together in a more unified and organized state. So how can you use these uncomfortable feelings to get back to yourself? How can you leverage this event or circumstance for your highest good? Maybe this isn't a situation that you would have chosen for yourself, but how can you approach this as if you did choose it? Because, you know, if you want to get spiritual woo-woo technical, your soul actually did choose this experience for your own expansion. All right, moving on to the next way. Make friends with the word yet. Yet is the magic wand that creates mental space for us in the sense that it opens us up to possibility. Think of the word yet as a red carpet, inviting the good that's guaranteed to come. The stories we tell ourselves play a huge role in what stage of the ladder that we're on. And by inserting the word yet into our narrative, we can begin to move up the ladder because we're opening up our minds to the possibility of a better outcome. In this context, the word yet means that we realize that some things are worth waiting for and those things take time. It acknowledges that nothing is set in stone and you have the ability to adapt and thrive whenever you choose to. So here's an exercise you can do. So whatever negative thoughts you're thinking about a challenging situation, I want you to take some time to rephrase those thoughts to include the word yet. So for example, the phrase, I'll never get out of this, becomes, I'm not out of this situation yet, but I soon will be. Or, I don't like this path, turns into the path, you know, might be pathing right now, but I'm slowly finding my way. <laughs> now, do you see how this thinking can open doors to mental freedom? I, I hope you do. I, I know you do. I encourage you to create and stick to your yet statement. Okay, and then finally, the third thing you can do is give yourself a healthy dose of selective amnesia. With selective amnesia, we're choosing to view the situation as insignificant, so much so that it's not even worth remembering. Essentially, what we're doing here is substituting our memory. And the trick is to disassociate the memory from the negative emotion. Memory works by activating our amygdala, the emotional brain. Dr. Shaheen Lakan and Bort Dr. Shaheen Lacan, a board-certified neurologist, explains that forgetting a memory has more to do with processing the emotions attached to the memory, not the actual event itself. So you might be like, well, how can I possibly forget all this comfort, all these things that I don't want? <laughs> well, we have to make the situation mundane. Our brains tend to forget mundane details, so substitute the memory. Dr. Lacan says it is better to replace our attention with healthy alternatives than to try to actively push down those memories. So for instance, when you see the kind of car that your ex, your trifling ass ex used to drive, <laughs> think of the time that you drove to the beach in that car instead of focusing on the breakup. Now eventually you're going to train your brain to replace that undesirable memory with the new one. Now, what helps me is self-hypnosis. So what I'll do is I'll get myself into a theta brain state. That's the state where the subconscious brain is the most receptive. And there's a lot of things you can do to get into this state. Uh, we experience this when we're 
starting to fall asleep, when we first wake up, or when we're meditating. And in this state, what I'll do is I'll imagine that particular uncomfortable event as a computer file, and I will click the delete button or that little red X. So those are the three ways that I wanted to talk about to help us accept the things that we did not ask for and approach it from an empowered mindset. I just want to share with you two journal prompts that will help you like, I guess, speed up this process. The first one is write a letter of encouragement to your brain. So sometimes things are hard to accept because the brain is in defense mode trying to protect us from threats and I find it helpful to let my brain know that it's doing a good job of keeping me safe but for this particular event I give my brain permission to let it go. And for the second journal prompt you'll be filling in the blank to this sentence. I am ready to move forward with my life because I deserve dot 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 just a quick note i wanted to let you know about the workbook that i created a few months ago and i think it's actually perfect for this topic that we're discussing right now it's called viva la void how to turn shit into gold and i like revamped it i updated it, i freaked it out i flipped it <laughs> it's a 10 page workbook discussing various exercises and meditations to help you integrate your emotions behaviors and experiences into a cohesive flow which is what we talked about earlier when we discussed finding a use for the discomfort so we can rise to the top rung on that ladder of acceptance the link will be in the show notes as always and with all that being said thank you so much for being here it's your presence that makes this podcast valuable because without you this would have no gas how impactful is a message if it never gets heard? You feel me? You know, it would be meaningless. So your listening means so much for me. I love you and I like you and I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much for listening, my love. I really do appreciate you sharing some of your time and energy with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, if you dig this vibe, there are a few ways that you can support this podcast. You can rate and review, send an episode to a friend, shout me out on social media, visit my bookstore and or my online shop, or keep me going with a cup of coffee. I appreciate all forms of support. I love you and I life you.